Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there's an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fam? Happy Monday, everybody. So I (laughs) just want to start off by saying, I feel like I did not tell the truth because Uh we said that we were going to do the truth about two different topics. But then that's the problem with saying you're going to do something on something and uh, not leaving room necessarily for the Lord to be like, no, actually, you're going to do it on this topic. Right. So needless, I said all of that to say. That's why you got to be like an old school saint. saint. It's like they, they'll say something God like, willing. yeah, like, okay, well, you know, Lord I'm going to do, do a podcast on this, Lord willing. And you know, yeah. it's like your scapegoat. Yeah, for I'm learning lessons. And so I'm so sorry. We're doing the truth about gossip today. <laughs> It's going to be a good one, though. We, yeah, you know what? Maybe we'll do the other ones. Possibly we'll do the other ones, but I just uh, this no week, commitments made whatsoever. Nope, I no my definitives. Lesson. But the Lord, I feel like, has really uh, kind of been teaching me on some things about gossip. Chad and I have been having lots of conversations about this just this last week. And so we've we been thought, gossiping about stuff, you know. It's oh my god! Well, I haven't. Very... Speak for yourself. No. <laughs> but anyway. We kind of have been talking about this topic, discussing it a little bit, and we thought uh, we had feedback from a couple people, a couple people yeah, actually, which multiple is interesting. Multiple people asked for this topic. Um, who asked for this topic. And so uh, we were like, hey, there we go. Let's do it. So we're going to talk about gossip. So we're going to talk about the, well, gossip. We, we, we call it the truth about gossip, but I mean, it is the truth about gossip. Yeah. I mean, this for me is, especially if you're inside the church, this is the primary way that the devil or the mm-hmm. enemy begins to stir up division mm-hmm. in the church, mm-hmm. gossip and offenses. So spoiler alert, gossip is a sin. Bam. Uh, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. We don't need to move away from this. Let me repeat this to you. Mm-hmm. Gossip is a sin, right? Just as murder is a sin, just as hate is a sin, gossip, you talking about somebody else's life that you aren't impacting or somebody else's life that you're talking and sharing with somebody that doesn't need to know, that can't help the situation. You know, you saying, well, did you hear about so-and-so? And oh, my gosh. Oh, my Can goodness. You yeah, we this? have to pray for them after oh, you just and we'll get into that. We'll slurred get into their name the or spewed gossip around it. But yeah. we want to emphasize this. There is no way to cut it differently. Gossip backbiting, talking about people. It is a sin. Absolutely. Period. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19 says, There are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who sows discord in a family. Yep. And we are the family of God. Whether it's, you know, and so we can talk about this in the context of like the Christian body, or we can talk about this in the dynamics of your family, right? One of the craziest places where gossip and backbiting and, and these kinds of conversations happen are, are usually the people that you're close with, right? People that you're comfortable with, people that you let your guard down. You know, you don't typically gossip about somebody to somebody that you have no clue about. You would typically gossip to somebody about somebody with somebody you're very close with. Right. 
And, you know, that happens oftentimes in family. It happens with your friends. It yeah. happens in, in those tight-knit relationships where we kind of get comfortable and maybe aren't uh, controlling our tongue the way we need to. Right. And and so it kind of opposes the question, why is it so easy oh my to goodness. fall into this? And so here's a very interesting portion of scripture that we're going to jump into. First Timothy 5, uh, 11 through 15. It says this, the younger widows should not be on the list because their physical desires will overpower their devotion to Christ and they will want to remarry. Then they would be guilty of breaking their previous pledge. Maybe you're like, why on earth is she reading about widows? <laughs> hang on, hang with me. I promise we're going somewhere and if they are on the list they will learn to be lazy and will spend their time gossiping from house to house meddling in other people's business and talking about things that they shouldn't so i advise these younger widows to marry again have children and take care of their own homes then the enemy will not be able to say anything against them for i am afraid that some of them have already gone astray and now follow satan wow Okay, this is so interesting because in this portion of 1 Timothy, Paul's kind of ordering things within the church, how certain uh, people in the church are to be taken care of. And so he's talking about widows and how the widows needed to be taken care of. But he does like this, he actually is teaching on gossip without actually teaching on gossip. Yes, he's talking about the widows doing this. But what we're going to see is this applies to us because see, there's a direct correlation and the scripture proves it between being lazy and being bored and gossiping. Oh yeah, 1000%. Because I mean, when you look at this scripture, he's talking to these ladies and he said, if you're younger, it you know, I'm concerned. If you're lazy, if you're sitting around, if you're not busy doing something, you're going to start to look at everybody else's business. Mm-hmm. You're going to start to get involved in everybody else's problems and you're going to get yourself in trouble. And what's crazy is he says, and I'm concerned that some of you are now following Satan. Yeah. That's I mean, a bold statement from Yeah, that's not like light, light preaching. Right. Some feel-good Jesus message. It's like no, going after the jugular. Absolutely. And, and when you look, again, in this, it's saying, you know, you don't want to be in meddling in other people's businesses. We shouldn't be talking about things that we shouldn't be talking about. And then he tells the younger widows, you know what? If you're able to, if you're that age... Go and start a new life. Get married. Go get Have married. kids. Worry about your own home, he says. If you're with somebody else, just say, mind your own business. Seriously. And so we can see, though, from this passage of Scripture that there is a direct correlation between being bored and being lazy and gossip. And I think the reason for that is we all have an amazing plan and purpose from God. Every single one of us. He has a plan and a purpose that's unique to us and to our life. But when we are not living it to the fullest, most of the time when we don't know what it is, okay, uh, you, you're able to be lazy and bored. But then a lot of times you are, you do know your purpose and you do know what you're supposed to be doing, but it's still easy to fall into that trap of being bored and you start to worry about other people. See, when you're so focused on what God has told you to do, you don't have time to worry about what everybody else is doing. Right. You don't have time to go from house to house talking about other people's business because you should be so focused that's the goal, to be so focused on what God's asking you to do. Yeah, and I think a, a good example of people that aren't living their purpose of the fullest, you know, we see these reality TV shows with these, we'll, we'll do quote-unquote trophy wives, right? right? They're just home. They've basically got everything in life taken care of. 
they've got no purpose. They're just kind of existing, right? And all <laughs> that they do, if you watch any of these shows, they're talking about everybody else's life. They're involved in people's business that they shouldn't be. It, and I mean, it ties right in with what's being said. If you don't have a purpose when other people are doing things, yeah. you're going to naturally start to desire yeah. to figure out, oh, what, what are they doing? Yeah. What are they? I mean, you like, should be you so busy. Yeah. what they were doing? You know what's crazy is somebody else living out their purpose will feel like an attack against yours. Mm -hmm. And you'll feel things like insecurity. You'll feel things like jealousy. And you'll want to take them down a peg with your words right. to try to make it seem fair or make mm -hmm. it seem like, well, maybe they're not doing. Because it's, you know, you look at somebody mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. trying something. Like, at least they're doing something. Yes. Even if you disagree with them. Even if you don't like what they're doing at least they're trying something yeah but when you're not doing something and they're doing something it's almost an attack against your purpose yeah. and an insecure person which again you know that's probably what's going to happen if you're gossiping yeah you're going to start to try to well you see what they're not doing you know did you hear the newest thing about them see they look like they're doing great but here's the true story and the thing is is blowing somebody else's candle out will never make your shine brighter ever wow Ever. So it will, no, I mean, you, you can find that it. No, you can like literally find it on Pinterest. Wow. <laughs> it's probably actually where I, where I saw it. It was good. But it's true because a lot of times we think by making somebody else look bad, we'll we look, look better. better. Yeah. But the truth is, in the right eyes, you don't look better. You look a lot worse. What you say about people says a lot more about you than it does actually about them. But I just wanted to say I laughed when you're talking about the trophy wife because I taking or putting aside like that portion, I could be a great trophy wife. Like yeah, I, you are, yeah, if you I did be. not have a purpose from God yeah. and know what I'm supposed to do with my life, I honestly could go from lunch date to lunch date and manicure to pedicure. I'm just saying. I no, I, I know you could. I you really could. You would thoroughly enjoy would every thrive. single moment of that. I would honestly that. thrive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say anything Mine that's incriminating that at all. Part, obviously. But, listen, our, our ease with gossip... It, and loose lips. And loose lips really exposes the state of our relationship with the Lord. I, that Obviously, I read that, and my <laughs> wife's language is very different than mine. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Oh, no, but what I was saying was how easy it is for us to gossip and how easy it is for us to have loose lips you know, about situations and about circumstances and about people. It really is an indicator uh, that exposes, honestly, it actually uncovers and shows what our relationship with the Lord is really like. And here's mm -hmm. why. Revelations. 1210 I think this is extremely interesting uh, then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens it has come at last salvation and power and the kingdom of um, the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ for the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth the one who accuses them before our God day and night this is interesting. You want yeah. to explain it from a theological kind of point of view? Right, because the Bible, you know, and in different translations, it would say, call the devil the accuser of, of the, the brethren, brethren. Yep. right? And what's interesting is there are many Christians, quote unquote, 
that have a lot more characteristics similar to the accuser of the brethren or Satan than they do of God. What does an accuser of, a bre- of the brethren look like? An accuser of a brethren, you know, it's somebody making, and I'm going to obviously just break this down, like an accusation or a statement against somebody else in a negative manner. Yeah. And we can see this happen all the time in church, out of church, at work, in families. It can happen in every dynamic of your life. And the reality is, if we're showing characteristics similar to Satan, accusing the brethren, what's that? Making accusations against other believers, then we're choosing sides at that moment. Yeah, yeah. No, constantly, you know, when, when I think of an accuser, I think of someone that's constantly talking about someone, constantly blaming, constantly right. talking about what's wrong with somebody, talking about how somebody else isn't doing something. It's constantly looking at somebody else and having something to say when you're an accuser. You're accusing them of things. That's what the devil does, the Bible says, before God, day and night. He's constantly talking about the things, the brethren, meaning the believers, meaning the saints. He's constantly throwing things. Yeah. At God about the brethren. So when we gossip, who are we looking more like? Right. We're looking more like the accuser of the brethren. Right. And there's a lot of Christians that think they're acting like God, but in reality, their characteristics are are, are displaying much closer to Satan. Right. When we love God, right. we love his commandments, the Bible says. <laughs> That's a true uh, measuring stick of our love for God. See, you can say that you love God, but the Bible says that you don't love God if you don't obey his commands. Mm-hmm. So loving God is obeying his commandments. And when we do that, we begin to look like God. Yeah. See, when we're our relationship, going back to the point that I made about how this is an indicator of, of, of our relationship. See, when you are out of relationship or your relationship is strained, you're not spending time in right. the Word, which means you're not obeying what the Word says, which means you're not looking like God. And that's where gossip begins to creep in. Also, remember... When you're far from God or where you're you're not checking in with him every day and reading his word and talking to the Holy Ghost every day, what happens is, is your convictions aren't as strong right. because you are uh, you've drifted. Right. And so with that, it's easy to start talking about people. It's easy to start running your mouth because the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you're, you're not, he's checking you. Trust me. The, it's not that the Holy Spirit's not, I've, I've heard people say that. Well, I'm not convicted over that. Well, it's not that the Holy Spirit isn't convicting you. It's that you've completely seared. Yeah. It's actually scarier than that because you've, you've, you've yeah. seared your conscience you've to seared the your point. Conscience, but you can't even hear him. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to feel him if he hit you over the head with a baseball bat. <laughs> like you've gotten yourself that numb to the the check the the flag the red flag whatever you want to call it of the holy spirit yeah and you know i'm just gonna read proverbs 2019 a gossip goes around telling secrets so don't hang around with chatterers the bible's clear don't hang around with gossips why because just like who you hang out with is who you become and, and you know the thing is is you, a lot of times you're guilty by association yeah. so when you're hanging out with someone who's a gossip naturally even if you are a strong christian who and you love god and you don't want to don't want to talk about people just you being in their presence constantly yep. makes you guilty by association and let's be real when you're shutting down somebody multiple times they're eventually going to stop gossiping to you but if they're constantly gossiping to you and they're never stopping are you shutting them down right. are it- you just allowing them to speak and to spew so let's ask the question what do i do when somebody's gossiping to me 
I think there's an accountability that each individual carries. When somebody's talking about another person to you, and you clearly have no business hearing it, there's no impact or help that you can make, and it's not, you know, I'm not saying the person where they gossip to you and then say, oh yeah, we need to pray for them, that's like your valid excuse, but when that happens, because it will happen if you're around people, you just say, hey, you know, I'm just not comfortable talking about this person um, with them not being here. I'm right. sorry, right? So you just blame yourself and you just move on. Say they bring up somebody else. Hey, you know, I'm so sorry. I just don't feel comfortable talking about somebody like that. And if you're close with somebody and they continually are talking about other people and gossiping, you should be able to check them as a believer, as right. their friend. And you should be able to say, listen, you know, I don't mean this harsh or, or, or to be mean to you, but I find that you're talking about people a lot. Right. And, and it seems like gossip. And I want to make sure that I'm helping you be accountable to God and to, you know, to yourself right. in, in kind of talking to you about this, right? right. It, it, pretending that it doesn't exist, like my wife says, it makes you guilty by association. Yeah. So if you if people are comfortable to gossip to you, then you actually haven't taken a strong enough stand against it. For sure, it. for sure. And also remember, if people gossip to you, they're very likely going to gossip about you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to really kind of talk about a certain point uh, with gossip that I think would be a good discussion, but uh, and, and hopefully it will bring some help to you, maybe relief to you. A lot of people think it's flattering when somebody gossips to them. They feel like they're part oh, yeah. of the in crowd. They feel like they feel important that this person would come and talk to them about this thing. I'm going to tell you right now, somebody gossiping to you is not a fl- it's not a it's not a compliment. It's not respectful. It actually makes you a garbage can. And you have the choice whether you accept the trash or whether you turn the trash away. Mm-hmm. But what about if you're a leader? Because yeah. this is where it gets tricky, right? Because what if you're a leader in ministry or a leader in some capacity and you have somebody come and they actually need to talk to you about right. a situation? Right. Where is the line now? Babe, and you can kind of go, go into this because I know you teach on this often, mm-hmm. especially with our team and stuff. You know, uh, we, we really teach on gossip. But where is the line when somebody needs to come in and, and they have an issue? Maybe it's somebody else or they have an issue with this person, whatever it is. Where's the line with gossip? Right. So typically what I would say is this. If somebody is talking to you about somebody else and you don't have the ability to help fix the situation, and it doesn't have anything to do with you, you have no business participating in the conversation. Right. So say you're a leader and the uh, somebody on your team comes to you and they're talking about somebody else on the team, but you're their direct leader and they may be struggling with something and you don't know, right? Uh, uh, and they're just bringing it to light. That's not gossip, right? right? Because you can step in and you can help the situation. You can disciple that person. You can teach that person. You can correct that person, whatever they may need. And that's a helpful scenario, right? What's not a helpful scenario is you as the leader and somebody that may be you know, next to you or under you in the leadership hierarchy coming to talk to you and you're just talking about maybe the leader over you. Yeah. And neither of you have an impact on the, in that person's life and you can't change the scenario. You're both just complaining together about this mutual person that you For guys sure. dislike. That's called gossip. Right. Right. And that is wrong and that is a sin. So I hope that boundary kind of helps. Like these are the markers. Can, can I influence the situation to make it better? Does the situation have anything to do with me? Yeah. If those are no's, then I have no business uh, participating with the conversation. And right. this is really something Jade and I 
have strived. I'm not perfect, right. but Absolutely we have perfect. strived to stay so far away so, away from gossip. Actually, it's been like a motto in my life. I am a drama-free person. I hate drama. I hate the dramatics. You know, emotionalism and all that stuff. I get very frustrated yeah. with things like that. So my wife and I, we've made a decision that we're not going to participate with drama or with gossip. And when people come to us, I've corrected many, many people on this topic. Yeah. And I've held people accountable. And I've watched my tongue. Because the desire, when you have knowledge about somebody, oh, yeah. it, mm-hmm. it's powerful. Knowledge is very powerful. Right? And, 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 mm-hmm. and it makes you feel powerful when you're sharing it. And it feels good Absolutely. or can feel good when you're sharing something about some someone that ever nobody else knows it's like you have the key and nobody else does so it, it, it makes you feel a certain way and you need to protect yourself yeah um from desiring that feeling because it's actually evil yeah right because you're tearing somebody else down you're destroying somebody else yeah just to make yourself feel better yeah, interesting. It's interesting. Um, Chad and I, obviously, like I said, you know, we have people come to us often um, with things, right? Things that, because that's what we do. Our, our job is to give people biblical life management. And so oftentimes we'll have people that will come and they'll need to talk about a situation. I can tell you right now, nine out of 10 times, I can say this confidently, nine out of 10 times, our advice to you is Matthew 18. You yep. have a problem with this person, yep. you go to this person yep. and you sort it out. Yep. But see, I'm, we're able to teach Right, so we, we we love it when someone comes to us and says, oh, "I'm yeah. struggling with this," yeah. because then we get to say, "All right, let me tell you how the Bible says yeah. that you handle." I just this. did this last week. Yeah, you know, somebody's struggling with leadership and they didn't know what to do, and they were talking about the person. They weren't gossiping; they were sharing their heart, right? And they it, said, "Okay, well, yeah. if you've got a problem, you need to go directly to that leader and talk to them, share your feelings, and come to a compromise yeah. or something, and, and we can work this out together." Yeah, you know, and, and that's maturity. Yeah. Right. And God's calling us out of immaturity and gossip and slander and backbiting and, and boredom and into productiveness. For sure. In be- building his kingdom. You know, gossip does so many terrible things. But one one specific thing I want to just touch on real quick is gossip really breaks trust. Yeah. And without trust, relationships, it's it's like starving a relationship of oxygen. When you take trust out of a relationship, the the relationship literally suffocates. Yeah. Um, and gossip really, it, it destroys trust. Yeah. You know, uh, there's often times in ministry where we have people come and, and you know, they, they pour out their hearts to us, right? Because that's what we're there for. Can you imagine if I took what they told me and took it to the next dinner party that I went to. Oh my gosh, that'd be wicked. Or took it to the next, you know, girls shopping trip I went on oh, yeah. and and took that information. And you're saying that you're going, "Oh my gosh, that's terrible." But how many times do we do that? You know, and and I'm not even talking about like, not us. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm just talking, she's talking I'm like in a general sense in people. How easy it yeah. is for people to do that, right? Like if, if somebody tells you something, and, you know, they're trusting you with this information or like they're really in a bad spot in their life. And then you in, are in a different relationship or in a different conversation with somebody else. And this comes up mm-hmm. and you begin to to spread this information. And a lot of times, I'm just going to call out the intercessors in the church. Yeah. A lot of times they want to use that as a, oh, well, I just have a prayer point. Yeah. Well, it, mm. yeah. I, I, the problem is, that, and I'm not like trying to attack anyone that's like, 
called to intercede, whatever. I'm not. I'm just saying a lot of times we try and act like we are praying for someone when really all we're doing is talking about right. them. We're just sharing information. Um, and so, but what you need to realize is like that destroys trust. Yeah. That absolutely destroys trust. And a lot of people won't come to you and mm. talk to you. You know, you really want to be a trustworthy person. You know, in your life, remember that you have influence. The people that are around you, even if you're not a leader, just because you're not a pastor, just because you're not like don't own a business, doesn't mean that you're not a leader. If you have people around you, you mm-hmm. have influence, which means you're a leader. If you break trust with those people, they're never going to talk to you about their issues again. Mm-hmm. So a lot of uh, a lot of what we need to be doing is showing up. Are we trustworthy? Yeah, because trustworthy people are not gospers. Right, and then you know that that's a solid point. But then the the question that we can pretty much wrap it up with is, you know, what do I do when I find out somebody is gossiping about me? I know we talked about it with Matthew eighteen, but you know, just last week I was told that somebody a couple is sharing information about me that is 100 percent untrue yeah and you know i i don't know there's a level of maturity that you get where you find people are talking about you and it doesn't even bother anymore you know there was a time (laughs) where that like really would bother us but i think at this point it's kind of like yeah and i found out about it and i've put it in my pocket and the next time i see them i'm just gonna politely bring up hey you know Somebody brought this to me and I heard that this is what you were saying about me. You know, I was surprised to hear you say something like that. You know, is this true? And I'll just be direct and I'll confront it. And if they say, no, it's not true, then that's fine. But if they say, yeah, it is true, I'll just say, why would you say something about me like that? I, You know, I've never said that, number one, or done that, number two. And, and you know, I, just very unassuming. It gets dangerous when you start to point and and say, you did this. But that's how you handle it. Because ultimately, my confidence doesn't come from people. You know, my security doesn't come from people. It comes from the Lord. And there needs to be a maturity in your heart, in your relationship with Jesus um, when it comes to gossip. Because you can really get offended. And that'll make you turn bitter. And that'll make you hate people and become calloused and cynical. And God wants you to be able to look at people with love and care about them. And the only way to do that, like the Bible says, above all else, guard your hearts. James one twenty six. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. And I think uh, we can honestly just end it on that note. Thanks so much for joining us on the Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single week. If you know of someone who could benefit from this podcast, we would love for you to share it on your social media as well as going ahead and leaving us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.